Welcome to episode 22 of the RSA Resident and Student Podcast Series, a production of the American Academy of Emergency Medicine Resident and Student Association. RSA is an accessible, collaborative organization that fosters innovation, education, and advocacy for residents and students in emergency medicine. In this episode, Dr. Amy Ho, resident at the University of Chicago and a former vice president of RSA, speaks with Dr. Lisa Marina Walton, professor of emergency medicine at Louisiana State University and secretary treasurer of AAEM. Today, Drs. Ho and Marina Walton discuss the benefits of mentorship and how you can find a mentor yourself. Hi, my name is Amy Ho. I am a resident physician at University of Chicago and also the RSA Vice President and Chair of the Wellness Committee, and I'm very, very delighted to be sitting here right now with Dr. Lisa Moreno-Walton, who is a Professor of Emergency Medicine at Louisiana State University and also the sitting Secretary Treasurer on the Board of Directors for AAEM. She has a lot of wonderful publications and interests primarily around healthcare disparities and HIV and trauma. And we are, again, blessed to be talking to her today about mentoring. So I wanted to start about mentoring because you're such a wonderful mentor. And as we sit here now, we have one of your mentees watching as well and seeing you do your work. So what is the value of having a mentor, primarily from a resident and student perspective? What's the benefits of having a mentor? Literature actually shows that people who are mentored in medicine are happier have higher satisfaction scores in terms of their career and get promoted faster. So there are clear, clear, absolute benefits to being mentored to a mentoring relationship. For residents and students, I think it's even more critical. Residents right now are having to make a lot of decisions about where their career is going to be. They vacillate about whether they should do a specialty, what's the real value of specialty. If I do a fellowship, am I going to be boarded in this specialty? They have a lot of questions also that AAM mentors especially can answer about what kind of a job am I going to have? What kind of contracts am I going to have? What is due process? Should I sign a contract with a restrictive covenant? So there are lots of things that we know from having been out there or having worked in AAM that we can really help residents in terms of their job decisions. Students definitely need advice because, again, emergency medicine is highly competitive. We match. You know, our slots are gone. It's not like there's a whole bunch of open slots for people to scramble for. So what do you need to know? Who do I get a letter of recommendation from? How do I conduct myself during the interview? How do I write my personal statement on the ERAS? What can I do to improve my chances if I didn't do all that well on step one? So these are questions that we can answer. But I'll tell you something else. Near-peer mentoring is also extremely powerful. So if you're a student, you want to talk to people who are residents because that's who you want to be next is a resident in emergency medicine. And the residents have just been through this. If you want to do a fellowship, who do you want to talk to? Somebody who recently did a fellowship. So near-peer mentoring is really just as important as mentoring from faculty. I totally agree. And it seems like from medical school to residency, everything is a big stressful application. And after that, you're just kind of released into the wild to try to figure (laughs) it out. 
so having a mentor, especially one like yourself, has got to be a great blessing. But I guess that kind of brings us to what is it that makes a successful mentor or even a successful mentee? Like what are parts of a good relationship to make Mm -hmm. that work? So I'm going to quote from, I took a really amazing course through the AAMC and, and that was the Minority Faculty Development course. And I would recommend to anybody who is an ethnic or racial minority take that course because it is life-changing. They also have courses for women, early women, early faculty development course and mid-faculty development course for women, which are also excellent at the AAMC. But one of the quotes from one of the individuals who taught that course said, your mentor has to want your success as much as you do. And I quote that often. I think that's extremely powerful. And why? Because there are two parts to it. So your mentor has to want your success as much as you do. That means your mentor has to be invested in you. Your mentor has to create opportunities for you. Your mentor has to push you forward and make you prominent and present in the faces of people who can create other opportunities for you, speaking opportunities, research opportunities, sitting on powerful committees at the institution. Your mentor has to want your success so much that what happens if you exceed your mentor, if you surpass your mentor? I was promoted to full professor before a lot of my faculty were, who had trained me when I was a resident, right? So some of them were kind of pissed off about this. (laughs) Others of them were like, hey, can you write me a letter for my promotion? (laughs) So your mentor has to be okay if you actually succeed more than they did in certain areas. But here's the second part of the sentence. Your mentor has to want your success as much as you do. So that's the you in it. Your mentor can't want your success more than you do. Because if your mentor's working to make you successful and you're not working to make you successful, if you don't really know what you want and you're not willing to put the time in and you're not willing to put the energy in and you're not willing to work for it, then your mentor can create all kinds of opportunities and it isn't going to work. So I think that speaks to the duality of the relationship, the two parts. The mentee has to come in and say, this is what I want. This is the direction I want my career to go. And the mentor has to say, okay, this is how to make it happen. I totally agree. And that's such an important part that your mentor can help you find and open doors, but you still got to be the one that Mm -hmm. walks through them. And that's a great lesson for us to take. It is. um, Especially when we're looking for a mentor, making sure you're ready to be mentored. Right. Once we hit that point of we are ready for that mentoring relationship, how do you suggest you find and identify a mentor? So... Oftentimes, people will actually come and say, I'm willing to help you with this, which is absolutely lovely. If you have a situation where you have a research poster or a presentation at AAEM, and they say to you, okay, well, I'd love to help you to get this published. But other times, you have to follow up on your own. And what I did early in my career was I looked at people who I wanted to be like, and I approached them. And I said, this is who I am. I'm a junior faculty member. You know, I'm a brand new faculty or I'm a senior resident. And this is what I would like help with. So that's the part also where you take control. Like you want your success. You know what you want. These are my goals. I have a list, and everyone should, a list of five-year goals and say, this is what I want to accomplish each year for the next five years. And then you find someone who's done that 
right? So for me, I knew that I love AAM. I think it's the best organization for physicians. We serve physicians and their patients. And I knew that eventually I wanted to be on the board of AAM. So I sought out people on the board of AAM. And I talked to them and I made my desires known. And they said, yes, yes, you know, you should run for the board. We need more women. We need more minorities. We want more diversity. And so that worked out very well. I also went up to people at court and I said, I want to be a better educator. I'd love to be mentored by you. I found research mentors also, people who were successful in publishing and said, I want to publish papers. I want some help. One of the most valuable things I got from a mentor is when I was looking for a job. So I sort of had maxed out in New York. New York is a place where people don't like to leave once they get there. So people don't move out of their positions. And I wanted to be promoted and to advance. So I asked the chair of the department where I trained as a resident if he would mentor me in finding a job. So sometimes you can ask someone to mentor you for something very specific. Mm -hmm. Like this guy interviews people every day for jobs. So I asked him to mentor me. He said, sure. Incredible, valuable mentorship because I didn't have experience in the job market and he did. He said to me, all right, apply for all these academic jobs that are listed in advertised in academic emergency medicine. There were eight. I applied for the eight. I got offered every job during the interview by the chairman. (laughs) I was so proud of myself. So when I had my next session with Dr. Guinness, I told him, and I was so proud of myself, and I'm sitting there smiling, and he said to me, that is really not good. And I was floored because the inexperienced person not having experience in looking for jobs, I couldn't imagine that he would say that. I felt so insulted and offended that he said, that's not good. But I said, Paul, why is it not good? And he said, because if everybody wants you, you're not asking for enough. Everybody knows that they're getting a good deal by getting you. You're not asking for enough. You have to up the ante. And he said to me, if you could have your fantasy and get exactly what you wanted from your next job, what would you want? And so I paused a minute and I said, I want to get a master's degree in clinical research. He goes, that's what you ask for. You tell them they're going to pay for you to get a master's in clinical research and pay for protected time. I went back to those eight people. You know how many of them said yes? Three. So that narrowed down my decision. And then I was able to make a much better and more educated decision. I ended up in the spot that was absolutely perfect for me. This wouldn't have happened. I probably wouldn't have even asked to get the master's if it wasn't for Dr. Guinness. I would have just, you know, gotten a job and then on my own applied for a master's and with no protected time and I wouldn't have been as successful and I wouldn't have ended up getting grant funding as early in my career. But this is the kind of power that you can get from good mentorship. Would I ask him to help me with research mentorship? Absolutely not, because (laughs) that's not what he's good at. But he's good at managing emergency departments and hiring emergency physicians And so he knew exactly how to mentor me in that area. So sometimes you need a lot of mentors. He's not mentoring me anymore because I have the job that I want to be in right now. But if I want to change jobs, I'll go back to that guy and I'll ask him, help me again, because that's what his expertise is in. So it's like you've painted such a beautiful picture of why mentorship is so important to long-term career and short-term career goals. 
And as someone who had mentors also in getting onto AEM board, are there any resources through AEM that can help with mentorship? So yes, there absolutely are. And that's you guys, RSA. (laughs) And maybe you want to say something about that so people (laughs) listening to a mentoring podcast know a little bit more. We are always open to having new members. We're all inclusive. We think it's really, really important to address students and residents early in their career to understand what the real world is like, what the corporate structuring is like and why it matters. And so being involved in AEM, I think, in itself is a mentoring relationship. And so I would also comment on the ambassador program Mm -hmm. that we're seeing. And actually, one of my mentees who's sitting in the room right now, who did a summer research project with me, who is now one of the ambassadors. So we offer that opportunity for students. You can come, you can be an ambassador, helping to collect evaluations, seeing that they get done, directing delegates to the rooms that they want to get to for the sessions they want to hear. And then you get this bonus. You meet all these residents who are where you want to be, right? If you're a student, you want to be an EM resident. So you meet all these residents, you have opportunities You meet tons of faculty who are going to be interviewing you for residency spots. Usually they're assigned a mentor, so they have a specific person helping them, answering some of their questions, exposing them to what AAEM has to offer. And then we have that usual, just informal, we are, we're here, we like to help to develop other people's careers. You can come up to any one of us, people on the board, people not on the board, on committees. You can come up to any one of us and ask us for help. And through the committee structure, people can get mentorship. You go to a committee in something you're interested in. The governance committee, if you're interested in lobbying and political action. The international committee, if you're interested in doing work in in global health development. You come to these meetings, you meet people who are successful at doing these things, and you meet future mentors for yourself. That was probably the single best plug for AEM I've heard <laughs> <laughs> all meeting and over uh, several years. <laughs> That's right. Well, we are the best organization in emergency medicine. Well, Dr. Lisa Moreno-Walton, again, thank you for coming and being on our podcast. And again, so lucky to have you on our podcast. And thanks for giving us so much food for thought. Thank you so much. I'm very lucky to be a member of AAM, and I'm very lucky to be an emergency physician. So that is what I think my blessing is. And thank you for listening to me talk about things that I think are important to emergency medicine. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. We hope you have enjoyed this podcast from the American Academy of Emergency Medicine Resident and Student Association. For more information about RSA, please visit our website, www.aaemrsa.org. Listen to all podcasts in this series and explore the ways you can get involved with RSA. Join us again next episode for another topic of importance for emergency medicine residents and students.